This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up on Vancouver Consumer, it's all about cryptocurrency. If you've got some questions about crypto, like Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, and whether or not it could be part of your investment portfolio. We've got an expert. Mark Bins is the CEO of Netcoins. Netcoins.ca is their website. They're a local company which helps Canadians buy, sell, and most importantly, understand cryptocurrency. And we'll talk to Mark. But first, here are some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Are you the Halloween decoration type? A survey finds almost a quarter of us here in British Columbia, now decorate about the same amount for both Halloween and Christmas, and almost 10% are decorating more for Halloween. BC Hydro says those decorations will include outdoor lights, 13% of us, electronic jack-o'-lanterns, 13%, and 5% of us will use those big plug-in inflatables, you know, like the big... uh, pumpkin that's uh, inflated in your front yard. Of those using electronic decorations, 20% will use multiple plugins, which could add to electricity costs. Some Halloween stores are even selling decorations for hundreds of dollars, which also adds to the wallet drain. BC Hydro says that the other issue is that 22% of the lights people use in their Halloween decorations are older, inefficient, incandescent bulbs instead of LEDs, which last 10 times longer. BC Hydro also has a tip. They say to plug the lights into timers so that they aren't on all night long. Another restaurant has been shut down by Vancouver Coastal Health. Corduroy in Kitsilino got a closure order, and then the city of Vancouver suspended the restaurant's business license. That suspension runs until December 31st. Of this year, corduroy owner Rebecca Matthews has been outspoken against vaccine passports and other government orders regarding the pandemic. And this isn't the first time the restaurant has received the same three disciplinary measures this year. In the spring, it was shut down for violating public health orders as it reopened for dine-in meals with no masks at a time when that wasn't allowed during the height of the pandemic. When Vancouver Coastal Health employees first arrived to give Matthews the closure notice, patrons shouted and chanted at the officials until they left. Following that incident, the city suspended their business license and the liquor license was suspended as well. Uh, Mayor Kennedy Stewart also threatened some legal action. It's been a long road, but a Vancouver roller skating club finally has a long-term home just in time to host all the people who fell in love with the retro sport of roller skating during the pandemic. Roller Skate Club has invited people in the city to lace up and skate at yoga studios and parking lots, church basements, and art galleries. But now they have new digs with a very fitting name. The club will be offering lessons, parties, and roller derbies at an iconic space on the PE grounds described as a, quote, unicorn dream space by the founders, Lucy Croisdill and Carla Smith. They say the building is already called Rollerland. The fact that it is called Rollerland just ties a little bow 
on top. The deal has been something they've been working on for years as the building only hosts the fair for two weeks in the summer, and then it's usually rented by film companies. So it's that big roller land building at the PNE. And Lululemon and Team Canada have revealed the uniform kit for Canadian athletes competing in the Beijing 2022 Olympic and Paralympic Winter Games. And much like uh, a lot of the Olympic gear unveiled for previous games, it's getting some pretty scathing reviews. Getting the most grief is the opening ceremony uniform, a multi-layered parka jacket thing that you can turn into a backpack, a scarf, a vest, and even a pillow. And uh, if you haven't seen it, just imagine if uh, a bright red Michelin man was combined with the Grimace from McDonald Land. And you get an idea. It's basically a red knee-length puffer coat with two layers of puff. Looks pretty funny. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Coming up, if you're confused by cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, our next guest will have some answers for you. He's the CEO of NetCoins online at netcoins.ca. Stick around. That's next. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time to talk cryptocurrency with the folks from Netcoins, netcoins.ca. And to give you an idea about where cryptocurrency has 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 gone and where it's going, uh, in 2010, a guy bought two large pizzas and got it delivered to him for 10,000 bitcoins. At the time, those bitcoins were worth about 25 bucks US. Uh, so he got two pizzas, two large pizzas for that. Today, 10,000 bitcoins worth well over five, $600 million Canadian. So it just kind of shows you the growth that Bitcoin has seen. And to help us understand better how cryptocurrency works and how you can get involved with cryptocurrency, Mark Bins, the CEO of NetCoins, is with us. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm doing fantastic and uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. That's great. So uh, this is so interesting to me and I think to a lot of listeners. Uh, we've all heard the term Bitcoin, but I think uh, a lot of us just uh, don't really understand how it works. It was created, uh, I believe, in about 2009. Um, so, so in a you know, in a really sort of uh, simple way, because <laughs> think about who you're talking to. Uh, explain to me how how cryptocurrency works. Yeah, cryptocurrency is a digital currency, and it's a decentralized currency. So, I mean, it works much like a Canadian dollar except for the difference is, is there's no physical uh, version of it, like uh, paper money. There's no cash version of it. It only lives in the digital space. And it's decentralized, meaning that it's not uh, controlled and operated by a central bank uh, or a government. It's actually operated and controlled by uh, a distributed ledger, I guess you would say. Uh, there's computers all over the world that keep track of who owns uh, Bitcoin, which is one of the main cryptocurrencies. And it's uh, recorded on the blockchain. So instead of uh, sitting on servers at the bank saying you have X amount of dollars in your account, uh, there's a system of computers or a network of computers all over the world that are tracking who owns Bitcoin in their digital wallets. And that's the central or sort of the decentralized authority uh, for the ownership of crypto. So it's owned by the people all around the world and, and not controlled by central governments or banks. So it's really not unlike regular money. In many ways. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it has a value. It can be traded. It can be spent. Um, it has all of the 
uh, aspects uh, of a currency. Uh, the only difference is, again, is it's decentralized and it's not owned or controlled by one bank or one country. Um, and, it's, and it's shared throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin, I guess, is kind of the Beatles of cryptocurrency. It's sort of the, the gold standard, but there are other forms of cryptocurrency besides Bitcoin, right? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, last I saw, there was more than 3,000 different cryptocurrencies. Um, the other big ones are known as Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ripple, uh, lots of names out there. And then there's some uh, really funny ones that have become popular like Dogecoin and uh, Shiba Inu and um, all sorts of different coins. And they all have different purposes um, or different uh, reasons for being. There's usually a white paper that's created when a currency is created with talking points about what it, what it is and what it does and why it's been created. Um, you know, some of the currencies are designed for really fast uh, transfers of value and some are designed for more long-term storage. Um, there's lots of different uses for different cryptocurrencies, but Bitcoin is the uh, the original, and as you said, the the Beatles of cryptocurrency, the original <laughs> one, the original one. So Netcoins and uh, Netcoins.ca, which is where people can uh, go see the company online. Uh, how does that fit in, and and how do how do you help people get uh, connected to cryptocurrency at Netcoins? Yeah, Netcoins is a crypto trading platform. Um, so we are, think of us as like your stockbroker or your quest trade of crypto. Um, if you want to buy and sell Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, any of the major cryptocurrencies, you go to Netcoins, you very quickly and easily can create an account with your name and phone number and address. And then you can email money um, as easy as emailing money from your bank account, just like you'd send to your friend $50. You could email $50 to Netcoins. And within minutes, you can be an owner of cryptocurrency. You just trade that uh, Canadian fiat currency into whatever coin you'd like, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, etc. And a digital wallet is built in with your Netcoins account. So you can just leave your Bitcoin sitting there inside of Netcoins until you want to sell it or transfer it uh, somewhere else. Um, so it's completely self-contained and ready to go. Uh, it's one of the um, easiest crypto trading platforms to use in the country. And it's actually the first publicly owned trading platform in Canada that has a license from the Canadian government, from the Canadian securities regulators. So you know it's safe and secure. Right. And a lot of countries, I, I was just reading about El Salvador making Bitcoin legal tender, meaning that a business has to accept Bitcoin. So that's kind of where it's going. It's just going to be another form of legal tender. Yeah, it's moving that direction. You know, it started out as a bit of a finance tech experiment, I think. Uh, and then became a store of value and is now quickly moving to uh, legal tender in different countries around the world. Um, you know, you got a trillion dollar market cap. It's uh, Bitcoin and crypto are definitely here to stay. People are using it for savings accounts. Uh, crypto companies are paying people interest uh, on their crypto that they leave in their accounts. Uh, it's really moving to all of the facilities of uh, traditional currency now. So let's talk about uh, if, if people go to netcoins.ca and they set up an account, um, what do you recommend for people who, who maybe want to add a little bit of cryptocurrency to their portfolio um, as a savings thing or as an investment thing? What, what's your, I mean, it's a pretty broad question, but what's your recommendation for someone who wants to kind of dabble in cryptocurrency? Yeah, if you're not a trader, if you're not trying to, you know, trade the, 
the ups and downs. Uh, you're more of an investor. We recommend something uh, in the industry they call hodling, H-O-D-L, uh, which is a bit of a joke because it stands for hold on for dear life. Um, but, you know, the, it came from the old investment buy and hold theory. Uh, the good assets will be worth more in the future. You should buy them and hold them and continue to buy them, just like your uh, investment advisor would probably tell you, you know, buy every month a bit more uh, into your RRSP or your kid's RESP and just hold on to it for the long term. Uh, in crypto, the value has continued to rise for Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin very significantly over the last 10 years. It's been the, the crypto has typically been the highest performing asset class in the market. Um, so if you're, you're new to it and you just want to uh, start getting involved, we usually say, uh, you know, buy and hold on, buy and hodl. Uh, you could buy yourself, whether it's $20 a week or $50 a month or whatever number you're comfortable with, you can buy it and hold it. And then uh, when you have some more free cash, you can buy it again and just slowly build up a position. And that dollar costs averages you into your ownership of Bitcoin, because there is a fair amount of volatility in price. Um, but if you're buying on a regular basis, you'll get the highs and you'll get the lows and you'll just slowly work your way into having a, a savings account of crypto, as you said. And a lot of financial advisors talk about dollar cost averaging, like you say. And I guess, uh, you know, cryptocurrency does, uh, like you just said, have, have a little bit more volatility than some other forms of investments. But that can be a good thing if you're sort of uh, disciplined and you are buying a little bit every month. You buy on the dips occasionally. And uh, I think probably more than any other asset, dollar cost averaging is really good when it comes to crypto. Yeah, absolutely. The volatility makes it uh, attractive both for those that are into trading and are trying to time the market. But um, we have a saying that time in the market is better than timing the market. So if you just uh, continuously buy, you'll get some of those dips and uh, get you a better price on your average and you continue to accumulate. Yeah, because it sort of sounds very, very uh, traditional. Uh, it's a traditional kind of investment, the way, you, the, you know, time in the market versus timing the market. That's what you hear from, you know, the, the, the older financial advisors as well. Yeah, and cryptocurrency has moved very mainstream. It's been adopted by uh, corporations all over the world uh, on their balance sheets. So instead of holding Canadian or U.S. dollars or British pounds in bank accounts, companies like uh, Tesla and Square and MicroStrategy and, and corporations everywhere are now buying Bitcoin and holding on to it for its store of value. Uh, it's being used in payment systems. You see MasterCard getting involved, Visa getting involved, PayPal getting involved. Um, institutional investors are getting involved. You're putting crypto into exchange-traded funds now that you can buy in your RRSP and RESP. So it is very quickly moving to just another form of currency, much like a U.S. dollar or a British pound, uh, with the unique uh, quality, again, being that it's not controlled by one centralized uh, bank or government. And the fact that it's not controlled by one centralized bank or government, um, what kind of advantages does that bring? Yeah, the big advantage is the money supply. So, uh, you know, in the in the U.S. and in Canada and countries around the world, particularly lately, even since COVID came into the picture, they print a lot of money and they keep producing more dollars, which decreases the value of the dollar. It decreases the buying power of your dollar if there's more dollars out there. Whereas Bitcoin has a set number of coins. There'll only ever be 21 million Bitcoins in existence. 
and no central bank can decide, oh, the economy's having a tough time, let's, let's print more Bitcoin. Uh, it's preset by an algorithm since the, it was invented in 2009, and there's a limited supply. So as demand goes up for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency globally, supply is fixed, uh, you will see an increase in price. And that's been the model that's been working extremely well uh, since the creation of Bitcoin all the way to now in 2021. Right. And you touched on this, but I think we should mention it again. Uh, the, the government approval and uh, licensing for cryptocurrency in Canada is, uh, is increasing all the time. So, so th- this isn't working you know, against the system. This is part of the system now in Canadian, in Canadian finances. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, governments around the world, particularly in Canada and the U.S., have not come out and said they wanted to, you know, ban cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or anything of the sort. They, they've recognized that it's becoming part of the fabric of our financial systems, and they want to keep it safe. They want to make sure that uh, investors in Bitcoin, for example, don't lose all their money because the exchange they're investing through was run fraudulently or run uh, without proper processes in place and, you know, might go bankrupt or might disappear. There's a very famous case of an exchange called Quadriga where the founder, uh, you know, went to India and died and he, maybe he did or did not die. It's not even certain, but $250 million of investor money was lost and locked up in wallets that only he had the keys to. Um, so regulation has come in to say, you know what, um, Crypto is part of the financial ecosystem, but we want to keep it safe and keep investments safe. And to that point, Netcoins is the first fully licensed and regulated trading platform in Canada that's also owned by a public company, um, which means that we are audited annually and we trade on the Canadian Securities Exchange. The parent company of Netcoins is called Big Digital Assets. Ticker is B-I-G-G. And by being owned by a public company, it's a whole extra layer of uh, safety and security knowing that there's annual audits and all of the funds have to be tracked. It also means that because we're licensed, all customer funds are kept in third-party custodian bank accounts, and all of customers' crypto on the platform is also kept with uh, crypto custodians in cold storage, offline, insured, and always there, uh, available and accessible by our customers. So um, it adds a whole other level of uh, security and safety to investing in crypto. Mark Benz is the CEO of Netcoins, and you can go online to netcoins.ca and learn all about how cryptocurrency can become part of your investment portfolio. And when we come back, I want to talk more about security because there's some uh, a lot of stories and I guess a lot of myths about cryptocurrency. And we'll have more with Mark Benz, CEO of Netcoins, and as I say, netcoins.ca is where you go online. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and we're talking cryptocurrency with Mark Bins, the CEO of Netcoins, netcoins.ca. And uh, we were talking about the advantages of dealing with Netcoins and uh, having that as, as part of your portfolio, having uh, cryptocurrency as part of your portfolio. And I want to talk about some of the crazy stories that I've heard. Is it true that if you have cryptocurrency on a computer and somehow you lose access to that computer, you can lose access to all that money? 
Absolutely is true. Um, for every crypto wallet, there is digital keys. And these keys are really like passphrases or passcodes that give you access to your wallet. And uh, some people, uh, if they're not organized, they'll, they'll just keep those pass keys written down on their actual computer and nowhere else. Um, where if you're right. smart, you know, you may have them in a safety deposit box locked up or in various other, you know, password encrypted storage programs. Um, but there is uh, lots of people who keep their keys just on their machine. And if they lose their machine, they've lost their keys and they may lose access to their cryptocurrency. But you, we should point out that if you're dealing with Netcoins at netcoins.ca, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, if you have an account at Netcoins, um, you automatically have a Netcoins digital wallet as part of your account. And you can leave your uh, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, whatever you have in your wallet. And it's always there accessible for you. And Netcoins takes care of uh, securing that wallet and securing your funds with third-party custodians that are offline in cold storage, you know, not hackable from that point of view and insured, et cetera. So, um, and you can always access your account with us and there's various ways to recover, you know, a traditional account and password with Netcoins. Um, so yeah, we keep it uh, safe and secure for you and you don't have to worry about having your keys written down anywhere on a computer or otherwise. So, so tell me a story of someone who wishes they were with Netcoins, uh, who, who yeah. somehow lost access to their to their cryptocurrency. There's a couple of really great stories out there. There's a guy who had um, a fair, you know, thousands of bitcoins on a computer when they were only worth, you know, a few hundred bucks. And his, you know, we're talking, you know, 2013, 2012, you know, this time time frame. And his computer got old and it died. And he forgot he even had this this Bitcoin on there, I guess. And he just threw it out. The, the computer literally went to the dump. It went to a, a traditional dump and a big hole in the ground at a, at a city he was living in. And then the value of Bitcoin took off, you know, late 2017, early 2018. It moved from a couple thousand bucks or even when he added a couple hundred bucks up to like $20,000 a coin. And he ended up with... Um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of Bitcoin on this computer that was thrown in this dump. And he realized that the only place the keys were was on the, were on this computer. So he actually tried uh, digging through the dump to find his computer because it was very valuable. And the city said, you know, this is city on land. You, you can't be rummaging through the dump um, for the computer. And they, they banned him. So what he did is he actually... Uh, went out and, and collected investors, got a whole bunch of people together, raised a whole bunch of money and tried to buy the dump from the city so they could <laughs> excavate it to find the computer and then share the rewards with his investors of all the crypto that were on the uh, on the computer. So he wishes that he had uh, secured his wallet with Netcoins. Um, there's another great story of a guy who withdrew all of his crypto from his exchange onto his own hardware wallet. And these things look like USB sticks. And he put the crypto on the USB stick. And one of the features is um, you have 10 attempts to get the password correct to access your crypto. And if you don't, you get permanently locked out. Um, I don't think it's a great design. There's better designs of wallets, but that was certainly how this one was designed. And he had guessed nine times and got it wrong nine times. And if he tried one more time and didn't get it right, millions of dollars of crypto was going to be lost on this wallet. So he was too stressed out about it. And apparently he's just put the wallet away in uh, safekeeping like a safety deposit box. And he's hoping that it comes to him in his sleep or something, some night, what the real <laughs> password is, so he can go in and get his crypto. 
Wow. That's incredible. It really used to be the wild west of cryptocurrency. And I guess now you must look at these stories and just think, you know, thank goodness things have become more regulated and uh, a little more standard. Hey. Yeah, the, the industry has matured and evolved significantly over the last number of years. Uh, at NetCoins, we're uh, the only nationally regulated crypto trading platform in Canada owned by a public company. And, uh, you know, we have the safety and security in place for people now. Uh, you know, there's insurance, there's cold storage, um, there's all sorts of protocols uh, required for handling of crypto that have really changed uh change the industry and change the way people hold on to their crypto and, you know, changes the, the dynamic of these stories where people are losing large amounts of crypto. It doesn't happen uh, the same way anymore, not nearly as much anyway. And, and what about fraud concerns, people hacking into computers? How, how do you deal with that? Well, part of it is if you keep your crypto with netcoins, it's uh, all customer cryptocurrencies are held offline, so they can't be hacked because they're not accessible on the internet. They're literally not uh, available for hacking, as you would say. So that's the big uh, solution is cold storage. And then a layering on top of that, you can add insurance now. And NetCoins has insurance on cold storage wallets that hold customer crypto. So it gets you away from this concern of someone hacking into your own computer, for example. If you kept your crypto on your computer, it could definitely be hacked. Or, you know, your computer might get stolen at an airport and someone just opens it up and you have all your passwords memorized for your simplicity for yourself and they could be in there and and steal your crypto very quickly and easily so um, the best way to avoid hacking is keeping uh, crypto offline right interesting stuff mark bins is the ceo of netcoins netcoins.ca and uh, we've been talking about uh, how cryptocurrency can be a part of your portfolio. Um, and if someone decides, well, you know, I'd like to kind of get into it. Maybe they want to get in small and just start small and maybe, you know, buy a little bit every month or something. Uh, what do you recommend? Obviously, they go to netcoins.ca, but what's the first step you recommend for people? You know, the first step could be a bit of education, actually. So NetCoins is really designed to make it easy to buy and sell crypto and understand crypto. Um, you can get that journey, as we call it, started by going to netcoins.ca. We have a customer education center, like a cryptocurrency academy almost, where you can learn. And then you can create an account. It's very easily to hit sign up. Uh, you just need your name, email address, uh, you know, phone number, and some basic information for customer onboarding. And you're ready to go. Within minutes, you can email money from your traditional bank account over to NetCoins. And you can buy Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, any of the major coins uh, in any amount you want. You can get started with as little as 10 or $20 on the platform. So uh, NetCoins is really designed to make it easy to get started uh, with very little knowledge about cryptocurrency up front. Right. That's an interesting point. You can get started with a small amount because how much is, is one Bitcoin right now? Do you know? Well, one Bitcoin is worth about 60,000 U.S. dollars. And if we actually look in Canadian, right, this second, it's worth about 78,000 Canadian dollars. And that's a misconception. A lot of people think you need to buy one Bitcoin and they don't have $78,000. Um, but that's not true. A Bitcoin can actually be broken up into a million pieces. Um, so you very easily can start and buy as little as 10 or $20 if you'd like uh, at NetCoins. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting because, you know, in, in my experience of investing, the one thing that I've kind of learned over the years is that investing should be kind of boring because <laughs> if it gets too exciting and it, then that's, that's where the danger is. And, uh, it sounds like net net coins, uh, is kind of making, uh, investment in cryptocurrency for lack of a, a better word, boring. And when I say boring, I mean, it's, it's safe and it's secure and it's also, you know, well thought out. It's a, it's part of a good investment portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Uh, most traditional investment advisors now, will tell you to put some portion of your uh, portfolio into cryptocurrency. Bitcoin has had the highest returns of any asset class in the world in the last decade. Uh, so it just makes sense uh, to have some portion of your investment portfolio in cryptocurrency. And again, as we said, very easy to start with even small amounts and you can dollar cost average. You can buy you know, once a week, you could add to your Bitcoin holdings at Netcoins or once a month and just average in and do it in a, you know, a traditional investing uh, system, but buying cryptocurrency instead of uh, traditional stocks. Right. And if somebody is new to this, do you recommend you start with Bitcoin or do you, do you just pick some other ones, Ethereum? What, what do you recommend for people? Uh, we would definitely recommend starting with Bitcoin. It's the, you know, it created the industry. It is the longstanding uh, leader in the industry. It has the best price appreciation in the industry to date. Um, so it's a great place to start. Um, but what a lot of people do is they'll buy a, a bit of a portfolio. When you create your Netcoins account, you know, everybody will have to make their own decisions. But if you had $100, you could put 50 into Bitcoin and 10 into Litecoin, 10 into Ethereum, 10 into Bitcoin Cash. And spread it out as well because uh, as they say in the industry past performance does not guarantee future uh, gains or future performance so maybe ethereum ends up being a better investment over the next year than bitcoin so it can be smart to have a little bit uh, in each of the different cryptocurrencies yeah so I, I guess it's like a mutual fund yeah exactly you can build your own mutual fund by deciding to own a bunch of different cryptocurrencies available at netcoins Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the time we have remaining, what do you see as the future of this? Um, do you think that uh, it'll be a situation where where people are using Bitcoin to to buy uh, buy things online? Like it'll be like the when you get you know food delivered to your door and pizzas and stuff. That more and more we're going to see uh, it uh, as a day to day thing with cryptocurrency. Yeah, absolutely. We see payments as being the next big thing in crypto. I mean, PayPal announced recently that they're going to let their users uh, buy and sell with crypto as the back end versus fiat uh, via PayPal. Um, but uh, credit cards are getting into it. In fact, Netcoins is going to be launching a cryptocurrency credit card. And what that means is you'll be able to get a Netcoins card and walk into your local grocery store, your Loblaws, your Canadian Tire, wherever you're shopping and put down your Netcoins card for purchase, and it will take the balance out of your Bitcoin or your Litecoin or your Ethereum uh, holdings at Netcoin. So you can decide to spend crypto instead of spending fiat currency. Um, there's a lot of demand for this in the market now, and uh, that's the way people traditionally spend is via credit card. Um, but instead of having fiat, we're going to give them an option to spend their cryptocurrency anywhere they go. 
Wow. It's a, it's a whole new world, and uh, Netcoins is right there. You can go to netcoins.ca. And as Mark says, uh, the website, netcoins.ca, is a great place to educate yourself, too, because there's lots of great uh, videos on there and stuff. Yeah, exactly. We have a whole education center uh, at netcoins.ca, a crypto academy, and you can come, you can learn about crypto, uh, and you can invest all in one place. Right on. Mark Bins is the CEO of Netcoins, netcoins.ca. And uh, I thank you for taking the time and talking to us, and I, I wish you all the best. Thanks very much. I appreciate it, and uh, great being here today. All right. Mark Bins, CEO of Netcoins. You can go to netcoins.ca to find out what is going on. And when we come back, more with Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW and our thanks to the folks at netcoins.ca. Mark Bins, the CEO, talking about how cryptocurrency can be a part of your investment portfolio. Go to netcoins.ca because that's the place to go. And not only can you get involved with buying and selling cryptocurrency at netcoins.ca, you can also learn a lot about it and how it works. And that's all online at netcoins.ca. And when you go into a store like Canadian Tire or Shoppers Drug Mart, do you avoid the automated teller and go for the real-life human cashier? Or do you like the no-contact checkout? If you don't miss the human touch, you may be in luck. By early next year, we are probably going to see some grocery stores in Vancouver that are completely cashierless. A Toronto-based company is looking to expand its unique business westward over the next six months. Aisle 24 is the name of the company. They operate 24-7 grocery stores. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the twist is there are no cashiers at all. While self-checkouts have existed for years now, they're normally set up, like I was saying, at Canadian Tire or Shoppers Drug Mart, where there there is traditional cashiers and then there is the self-checkout. So far, the company operates stores in and around Toronto and Montreal, uh, but they're looking to the lower mainland, specifically Vancouver, Burnaby, and Coquitlam to start. The company's CEO says they plan to start with five stores in BC, but long-term, they predict dozens of aisle 24 locations here. Aisle 24 stores aim to fill the niche for shoppers looking for a quick, easy store that's open anytime, even in the middle of the night, that's according to the website, and can fit into the bottom of residential buildings with very limited space. They advertise shop footprints as small as 300 square feet for residential-only stores. So these are not big stores. They're really, really small. Along with the cashierless aspect, aisle 24s also use uh, a, they, they also use a lot of technology from digital price tags on the shelf to a mobile app uh, for cashless checkouts. And they also sometimes use the app to unlock the door. So sometimes you're the only person in there. Aisle 24 enables you to turn commercial storefronts or spaces into residential properties uh, or in, inside residential properties rather into 24-hour grocery markets. That's according to their website. So look for those. They're coming to Vancouver, Burnaby, and Coquitlam next year. And of course, uh, the other big news, Facebook has a new name. The company is now known as Meta. 
It was announced earlier uh, or late this week based on the sci-fi term metaverse. It's all part of Mark Zuckerberg's vision of creating a new kind of virtual world. The Facebook app app will still be Facebook, uh, but the company that oversees the whole thing will now be called Meta. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we are here every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. I want to thank Jonathan Chung, our fearless producer, for uh, controlling everything behind the board. And uh, we will see you next week. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.